Hello and welcome to another episode of Sound and Vision with me, Esme Goran. This is Sound and Vision here at Fresh Air Edinburgh Student Radio and it's a lovely Sunday and we are here to discuss a bit of art and a bit of music. I hope you're all doing well and uh, if you haven't been on this show before, welcome. I'm Esme Goron and I'm here to talk a little bit about art history and music and uh, talk about a range of different genres of music and a range of different mediums in art and just have a bit of fun, yeah. So on this show we will discuss art history and uh, minus its pretenses, go through a range of different songs and I will comprise a synesthetic playlist um, in which I feel relates to the artwork both visually and contextually. Um, we, are not, we are not picky on this show. Uh, the artwork ranges from painting, installation, fashion, architecture, um, you name it really. Anything visual is welcome and uh, any genre of music is welcome and it's a, it's a bit of a mishmash, yeah, it's very exciting. So, this week. It is the final weekend of March and the clocks have changed. I got a bit of a fright this morning. I woke up um, at half past seven in the morning thinking I could hear a spider. <laughs> um, I panicked and got a violin rod thing and started bashing around. But I um, didn't find a spider. But basically, turns out in my mind it was actually 6.30. So I'm on minimal sleep. But, you know, we're moving on. It's not no biggie. Um, but if it is, you know, clocks have changed, spring is officially here. It is, you know, summer is on its way. And uh, for me, March and spring is all related to Joni Mitchell. And it is Mother's Day as well. And that's even more initiative to talk about Joni Mitchell this week because Joni Mitchell is my mum's favourite uh, artist. And she's introduced me to Joni Mitchell at a very young age and... Very dear to me, really, and um, yeah, Joni Mitchell is a, just an, a fabulous folk musician, as you all probably know, but she's also an amazing painter, and it's not spoken about as much as it really should be, but her paintings are incredible, and she always says that she was actually a painter first before a musician. She was uh, drawing and painting at a very young age, and it was always her dream to be a painter, not a musician. So that's what we're talking about this week, and it's very exciting because, yeah, spring is here. Today in Edinburgh, it's a very sunny day, it's about 17 degrees, um, and I'm sure the heat wave has hit the rest of the UK and anywhere else internationally. Um, yeah, but uh, the flowers are starting to spruce up on the grass, you know, daffodils are out and the leaves are slowly turning green and it's all really lovely, if I'm honest. The winter has been long, but it's basically over. So without further ado, let's play a Joni Mitchell song to get us stuck in it. <laughs> Park in Paris, France Reading the news and it sure looks bad They won't give peace a chance That was just a dream some of us had Still a lot of lines to see But I wouldn't want to stay here It's too old and cold And settled in its ways here All oh, the California California Coming home I'm gonna see the folks I dig I'll even kiss a sunset pig California, I'm coming home I met a redneck on a Grecian Isle Who did the goat dance very well He gave me back my smile But he kept my camera to sell Oh, the rogue, the red, red rogue 
He cooked omelettes and stews And I might have stayed on with him there But my heart cried out for you California Oh, California Coming home Oh, make me feel good Rock and roll band I'm your biggest fan California Coming home Oh, it gets so lonely When you're walking And the streets are full of strangers All the news are read Just give you Lots of pretty people there Reading Rolling Stone Reading Vogue I said, how long can you hang around? I said, a week, maybe two Just until my skin turns brown And I'm going home To California California, I'm coming home Oh, will you take me as I am? Strung out on another man California, I'm coming home California by Joni Mitchell, who is the artist we are going to be talking about this week. And I'm really excited. Joni Mitchell's one of my absolute favourite folk artists. Um, and it's Mother's Day, so I'm sending lots of love to my mum today, who is a big role model for me. And Joni Mitchell was her favourite artist of all time, and she introduced me to Joni Mitchell at a very young age. But something people don't know about Joni Mitchell is she is in fact an incredibly talented painter and she describes herself as actually being a painter before being um, a singer or a folk artist, which is quite funny because she's so, well, it's just a bit frustrating because she's so bloody good at everything. (laughs) She can do production, she can play guitar beautifully and very intricately, she can sing and yeah, she can paint bloody well too. Um, And the painting I want to talk about today is Elixir Moonrise, which is a more abstract work of art that she does um, from 1979. Uh, Elixir Moonrise, isn't that just such a beautiful poetic name? But if you're at home, I do like to encourage listeners to Google or Bing, Image or whatever is your search engine of choice and to... Just type in the name of the artwork and look at it whilst listening. If not, it is a bit more unorthodox, but um, it's fun to, you know, listen to tunes and hear the context maybe before looking at the artwork. But of course, you know, I do encourage you to look at the artwork whilst listening to the show if you can, Um, especially this painting by Joni Mitchell, Elixir Moonrise, 1979. It is such a beautiful work of art. the colours are what drew me to it and it's actually a huge work of art. I didn't realise at first, but it's I think it's life-sized, so yeah, it's really cool. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, I want to just discuss Joni Mitchell in general because she's an absolute inspiration and um, for me, the reason I'm choosing it now, you know, the, the clocks have changed, the sun is rising earlier now and it's spring has come and the flowers are out. And for me, Joni Mitchell embodies spring completely. Um, 
and utterly uh, when I listened to that song I just smiles beaming across my face I couldn't help but sing along uh, California is my favorite Joni Mitchell song and it just reminds me of biking around Cambridge where I'm from originally um, kind of in the countryside or in the town and just it's spring so it's not quite too hot yet I'm I'm more of a fan of cold weather to be honest so I like how spring it's sunny but you do get that cool breeze so that's what it reminds me of but um yeah so Joni Mitchell was as I said a painter before a folk artist and she has an incredible collection of paintings she's incredibly prolific uh, plur- oh my god I can't say that word um but she has basically just hundreds of paintings that she's done over the years ever since she was a child um she was a painter first and, and a musician second and she um, always thought of herself as a painter who had been derailed by circumstance so her life kind of got in the way of her painting which was her ultimate dream to just paint um but the folk music of course got in the way um yeah and she sees her music as very much reflective within her paintings and vice versa so yeah just basically an all-round artist and uh the next song i want to play is another Joni mitchell song just so we get nice stuck in the vibe of Joni mitchell and this is little green another one from her blue album and another one of my absolute favorites enjoy cannot fade her call her green for the children who've made her little green be a gypsy dancer he went to California hearing that everything's warmer Her eyes are blue He sends you a poem And she's lost to you Little green He's a non-conformer Just a little green Like the color when the spring is born There'll be crocuses To bring to school And birthday clothes And sometimes there'll be sorrow Child with a child pretending Weary of lies you are sending home So you sign all the papers in the family name You're sad and you're sorry But you're not ashamed A little green Have a happy ending Just a little green Like the color when the spring is born There'll be crocuses to bring to school Bicycles and birthday clothes And sometimes they'll be so
And that was Little Green by Joni Mitchell, which is another beautiful favourite song of hers, um, uh, which I love. And it's the delicacy of her uh, folk guitar playing along with her voice. It's just... And the way she her chord progressions, and it's it's just incredibly beautiful, and it just reminds me so much of spring. Um, But let's discuss a little bit more uh, Elixir Moonrise, the painting, which is the theme of this week's Sound and Vision episode. Elixir Moonrise, a painting of Joni Mitchell's from 1979. So this is actually Joni Mitchell discussing the painting herself. Uh, She... Uh, spoke very uh, eloquently about her own paintings and was a bit of an art historian herself and was very interested in art. Um, And here we go. So this is her talking about Elixir Moonrise. Elixir Moonrise is a dramatization and expansion on a profound moment of friendship and closeness between a friend and me. There's a sun and a moon to represent the passing of a period of time. There's a metamorphosis of a woman figure who I guess is me either dissolving into the foliage or coming out of it but showing a sense of oneness with nature the attitude of the lowest figure with its arms outstretched is a kind of all-embracing surrender and humility in the face of a moment then with the two figures that overlap there's a sense of a secret being shared or something whispered in the ear in spite of its lack of literacy for the moment the person who is painted who it is painted for said it is a perfect rendering of that moment so we can see that Joni Mitchell painted this to represent a closeness and an intimacy and I think the painting does it incredibly well despite having very cold tones and very cold uh, pastel tones of colours you do get a great sense of intimacy and overlapping forms Um, the main figure was actually sketched from a shadow so she brought the canvas out into the garden and Boyd who was um, who she was living with, he uh, stood in front of the canvas and she sketched around the shadow and also sketched around the shadows which a lemon tree branch was making and that was the foundations of the shapes and figures within the painting. And as I said, it was it's life-sized, so it's actually a lot bigger than I thought immediately or initially. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a very... It's, a, it's, the co- it's the collision between night and day and sort of summer and evening and it creates this eternal uh, infinite time um, a timelessness which I think is really interesting and actually quite absorbing it really transfixes you the more you stare at the painting you feel as though you're being melted into it uh, sort of blending in the colors and being really swallowed up by nature and it really reminds me of spring in fact and the halo which she talks about which is around the shadowed figure the main figure it looks a bit like um, a midsummer flower band which you put around your head in Scandinavia, in Sweden, that's what we do. You put the flowers around your head and yeah, it's got a great, a great sense of energy and life and new life and just general uh, springy vibes. So I do really like it. Um, so the... Um, hmm. What song should we play next? I'm actually thinking of mixing it up a bit. This next song is one of Joni Mitchell's favourite songs, which is really interesting because it's a really whack tune. Um, she, I googled her favourite music just out of interest because the show's about her and I found this list of her top ten songs and um, she was really into jazz actually and she's. we'll talk more about her influence and involvement in the jazz scene later um but this is actually more of a kind of meditative drum and bass folk tune i've never heard of this band before i see i saw this on this list so it's a nightbird by deep forest and oh my goodness when i tell you this tune is pretty crazy stuff i listened to the album and i just thought this is this is insane. It's meditative. It's like trance-like, but it's also folky and it's also kind of drum and bassy. So I don't really know how to... I've never heard anything quite like it. And the fact that Janie Mitchell um, listens to this and, and, and really likes this kind of music, it doesn't surprise me at all because I do find folk and drum and bass are actually under the same umbrella. They're both... Like, folk is just the kind of ancient version of drum and bass, in my opinion. Uh, dancing and having the rhythm and bringing people together in a sense of trance and dance. But this specific band, um, Deep Forest, this uh, specific song, Nightbird, 
yeah, well, I'll just play it and you can make up your own mind of it. But I find it incredibly interesting and absorbing and fascinating. So, yeah, just a great, you know, mixture of noises. Here we go. Nightbird Deep Forest. series of sounds you have ever heard when i first heard that i was pretty bewildered it's quite an interesting um song and i'm very uh, impressed and surprised at the fact that that's actually one of Joni mitchell herself uh, favorite top uh, one of her top 10 songs yeah very earthly very at one with the nature 
And on that note, let's talk a bit more about Elixir Moonrise from 1979, which is the topic of this week's episode. Hello, if you have just tuned in, uh, this is Sound and Vision, and this week we are talking about Joni Mitchell as it is the beginning of spring, the clocks have moved forwards, it is a sunny, you know, the beginning of the sunny times, you know, and Joni Mitchell, for me, personally, fully embodies spring. So here we go. Elixir Moonrise is a painting, um, which she did in 1979, which is about the closeness between two people. Um, There's a figure in the middle which looks almost invisible, and uh, it's a female figure and a male figure interlocked to create one singular figure. Um, And the figures are nude, but they're such vivid colours that they overlap as if they're transparent, which creates a sort of naked tribalness as opposed to anything else. And the floating figure behind is very uh, primitive, with arms spread out, which Joni Mitchell says creates a sad Indian gesture. Uh, She talks about how people have read religion into it due to the sort of outstretched arms, kind of like a messiah. Um, But she says if it's any kind of religion, it's uh, older than Christ and incredibly earthly, uh, pagan even, and... uh, out of the bushes come a figure of a woman who has a similar structure to her own. Um, what Joni Mitchell actually was sketched round onto the canvas. It's a life-sized painting, so it was all... The foundations of the painting were done with sh- uh, by sketching shadows, which I think, again, just creates that nice organic um, feel of just nature-inspired um, art, <laughs> using shadows and using natural elements and painting outdoors and su- such and such. Um, yeah, and she talks about how um, it's almost as if it's war paint that is on her cheek and the, sort of the, the halo, which is around the central figure, um, almost looks like a he- sort of a, he- a headdress which melts into the foliage. Um, yeah, so she says uh, the, the figure in Elixir Moonrise is uh, rather than being herself, it's more her spirit. So it's a painting or an... Uh, um, an embodiment of her innate spirits, which is interesting because um, Joni Mitchell talks a lot about being uh, very uh, sort of a water junkie, she says, and she talks a lot about being incredibly connected with nature and getting all of her inspiration from nature um, and needing that solitude in order to write her music, her folk music, but also sort of connections with other people there. So, yeah, so this uh, this is a multifaceted painting, and it becomes increasingly clear when Joni Mitchell describes both her intent and also the details behind its conception. So, quote, uh, she says, It began as a compulsion to create in pigment a very special moment between two people, as we've discussed, um, with a memory of the moment in mind. But not only is it a painting of a moment between two people, it's also um, a depiction of L.A. in the evening and L.A. at night. So there's a lot of electric light emanating from the painting, and I feel like that's where these pastel colours really make sense, because they're, they're very unnatural colours in a sense, but they... Um, yeah they're really depicting a city uh, which creates a bit of a dichotomy between the natural world and the city but ultimately I guess um, it's all about connections so moving swiftly forwards um, let's play a bit of Duke Ellington this is another one of her favourite songs Uh, this is Subtle Lament from 1939 without further ado here we go Thank you. 
that was Duke Ellington with Subtle Lament from 1939, which is another one of Joni Mitchell's favourite songs. You can really see how eclectic her taste truly was uh, with listening to that after uh, listening to Deep Forest Nightbird, which was a little bit more of a different sound. But this, I wanted to play a bit of jazz, a bit of early jazz, because jazz was actually very dear to Joni Mitchell, who was the theme of this week's episode, if you are just tuning in. We're talking about Joni Mitchell and in particular her painting Elixir Moonrise from 1979, not... 39, that is Duke Ellington. Um, yes, so Joni Mitchell was actually very deeply involved in the jazz world, and it's very interesting because she started off as a folk artist um, with a very virtuosic uh, guitar playing, uh, very awesome stuff there, a uh, beautiful folk voice, and she was big, uh, she sort of made it with her big yellow taxi song and uh, she was the sort of poster girl for the hippie movement, you know, Woodstock, long blonde hair, gorgeous you know flowy dresses and all and the lot she had the whole look the whole talent everything the charm um but really she was actually very into the jazz and those two worlds of of folk and jazz they very rarely intertwine um they're rather opposing you know the jazz world is um it's a whole whole different spectrum there but she actually became a bit of a linchpin between the jazz and the folk and um in the 70s she actually played and performed in a band with Jaco Pistorius and uh Pat Metheny two incredibly famous and um talented uh jazz musicians so she was very respected in in that sense in the jazz world and as I said, it's very uncommon that this happens so I find it very it's very interesting stuff yeah um it's actually quite funny because my both my parents you know as it's mother's day this is a bit of a homage to my mum who is at home in Cambridge right now I can't be with her but Joni Mitchell was her absolute uh, favorite artist of all time and um I was introduced to Joni Mitchell by her and in uh you know Joni Mitchell's now become one of my favorite folk or just musicians of all time as well but um my mother was very into Joni Mitchell in the folk sense and uh my dad who's a bit more of a jazzy guy he um uh found out about Joni Mitchell through the jazz world and uh so they found out about Joni Mitchell through completely different contexts, which is very interesting. Just shows how versatile she really is. Um, so that was a jazz song I wanted to play, but the next song I would like to play now is um, actually a Miles Davis song, which is uh, another sort of homage to her her actual jazz roots, and um, this is also another one of Joni Mitchell's favourite songs. So this is... Uh, It Never Entered My Mind by Miles Davis. Here we go.
Wasn't that just gorgeous? That was It Never Entered My Mind by Miles Davis. And that was a little jazzy tribute to the jazzy, jazzier side of Joni Mitchell as she was, uh, yeah, a bit of a linchpin between the folk and jazz worlds, which are two worlds which very rarely collide. And I think it's uh, it's just shows the versatility and just the skills and actual just genuine talent and musicianship of Joni Mitchell um, to have been able to do that and be respected by both worlds and not lose the authenticity um, on either sides. So, um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Joni Mitchell's childhood and her earlier life. So she always talks about um, actually cigarettes being her sort of lifelong companion. When she was nine, she started smoking, um, actually because of the result of having polio, which I think is actually quite funny. So she uh, went when she got out of hospital, she made a pact with um, with her Christmas tree, um, or it was with God, she wasn't quite sure which, and she said if she ever got her legs back, she would have to do something, um, she would have to sort of give something back to say thank you for getting her legs back. And yeah, eventually she ended up standing again, which meant she had to... Um, a debt to pay so she started joining the choir at her local church and one night after choir practice in the middle of the winter a girl had snitched a pack of black cat cork which is an old brand of cigarettes from her mother and uh, Joni talks about sitting around in the wintry fish pond in the snow and uh, the girl was passing them around and um, some of the girls were choking and some of them threw up and she says she took one puff and felt incredibly smart. She said she thought a lot clearer and she just thought, wow, I can think better. So from that day on, she was a smoker from the age of nine and uh, she is still smoking. She's still alive, she's still smoking. It's her lifelong companion. And in a lot of her self-portraits, she is accompanied by a cigarette. Um, very similar to Tourviance one, actually. <laughs> so yeah, quite nice. Um, and she, so she was, yeah, as I was talking about, she was a painter before becoming a musician. And she had, um, her her music writing actually stemmed from her poetry, which is what, what started, really, her way with words. And it was her teacher, Mr. Kratzman, who was an Australian, who taught English, which told her, if you can paint with a brush, you can paint with words, which is just incredibly poetic, I think, and very lovely, because she was always with her paintbrush, but he taught her how to paint with words and... Um, become an incredible folk uh, poet and uh, artist, musician. And um, a lot of people say that Joni Mitchell's voice is like a paintbrush on a canvas, creating all the colours life has to offer, which I definitely agree with. So in her early years, she moved to Toronto to become a folk singer. And um, in 1964, age 22, she actually found out that she was pregnant from her ex-boyfriend. And she had just come out of college at this point. She went to an art school, but thought that they were pretty stupid and weren't teaching the right sort of things. So she left to become a folk singer instead. Um, and yes, she had this dilemma of being pregnant age 22 and no one else to support her, um, which I didn't actually know about um, until I was doing some research on her, which is just incredible that she went through that so under the radar. And um, at 19, in 1965, she gave birth to a baby girl and uh, she was unable to find work and she kept this secret for many years. Um, uh, it didn't actually come out until 1994 that she had had this child and that she was uh, actually penniless. Um, and then she met someone called Chuck Mitchell who said that she would, uh, he would take them on, the, the daughter and Joni, and look after them. Um, but they didn't work out in the end and she had to give up the daughter to adoption. But later on in her life, when she was older and she had reached success, she actually reconnected with her daughter, which she gave up to adoption, um, which is pretty awesome. Like imagine just waking up and, and realising Joni Mitchell's your mum. Not bad, not bad. But um, yeah, so then in 1966, this is when she played at the famed Newport Folk Festival. And this is this is where she really... Uh, sort of was discovered uh, her talent was found and she said that there was a round of light applause when she was introduced and uh, sort of a, people were kind of humming they were being polite they weren't too sure who this who this girl was but um she played Michael from the mountains and at the end of the first verse apparently the crowd had gone from bordering rude to pin drop silence and Joni Mitchell talks about being riveted um, when the song ended, the strangest thing occurred, apparently for five seconds, and that's that's a long time if you wa look at your watch and wait for five seconds, five very long seconds, apparently the entire room of a 
about 15,000 people was dropped dead silent and then suddenly a huge release of applause. Um, the set which she played at the Newport Festival was Chelsea Morning and um, The Circle Game. And these are two amazing songs, I think, of hers. I, I love them very dearly. And yeah, uh, well earned, I say. I think uh, imagine listening to her first ever gig and discovering such talent and such such beauty, really. Um, so on that note, let's play a song by Joni Mitchell herself. This is Carrie from her Blue album, uh, another one of my favourites. Here we go. The wind is in from Africa. Last night I couldn't sleep. Oh, you know it sure is hard to leave here, Carrie, but it's really not my home. My fingernails are filthy. I've got beach tar on my feet And I miss my clean white linen And my fancy French cologne Oh, Carrie, get out your cage These friends of mine Let's have another round For the bright red devil Who keeps me in this tourist town Come on, Carrie Get out your cake from her blue album and um yeah quite a what a lovely tune uh that's one of my favorites of hers and yeah so uh we've spoken a little bit about elixir moonrise which is a painting by Joni mitchell which i think is particularly interesting and beautiful and we've also spoken about her life a little bit and um her involvement in the jazz world as well so in let's let's talk a little bit more about her, her career so she actually had a bit of a break from performing um, in 1970 because um, the fame she had sought and found apparently approached her with a grasp in, in, in their voices. It was very intense for her and she just became very famous very suddenly. And um, she felt as though she was being isolated and felt like a bird in a cage and she wasn't getting a chance to, to meet people who mattered. And um, a lot of success tends to cut you off in a lot of ways. You might have be surrounded by people, but you're not actually really having one-on-one -on -one contact all that much so um yeah she says the way the way she does her songwriting is she does a lot of night writing and she needs a lot of solitude to write and she used to be able to write under almost any condition but not anymore 
uh, she has to sort of go inside her own uh, inner life and go inside herself um, in order to search for a theme. So, yeah, when she was trying to make it in New York, here's a little poem, which I think is, is quite nice. Um, oh, I am a lonely painter. I live in a box of paints. I'm frightened by the devil and I'm drawn to those that ain't afraid. I remember the time you told me you said love is touching souls. Well, surely you touched mine because part of you pours out of me in these lines from time to time. Oh, and she's just such a beautiful poet. I really think uh, what makes her so special is uh, her poetry in her songs and of, the, of course her, her guitar playing, the delicacy of her guitar playing as well. Um, it all just combines to make a really, truly magical listening experience. And her painting does the exact same. She paints with poetry. Somehow she manages to get such an essence from and such a feeling from each of her paintings and especially Elixir Moonrise, which um, depicts particularly an intimate relationship and a closeness with one other person and also just having closeness uh, within the natural world as well. Yeah, so... Her album Blue, which is where her most famous album, if you're into Joni Mitchell, you will have most certainly heard this album. And also, um, it's, it has the biggest one. It's, I think it might have been one of her first ones uh, from 1970. And um, she talks about emotionally, uh, how emotionally naked the songs on Blue were. And this was a result of Joni wanting to shed the image of the hippie goddess which she had picked up in the past from sort of the Woodstock era and all of that and she wanted to be appreciated for her true self so this hippie sort of image which she picked up was it's really not her and um I can't stress enough how uh, it's just so uh, misconstrued it's just not it's not really her oh gosh da, da, dare I say vibe it really isn't her vibe you know to be this hippie she's more of a folk and hippie worlds are very different and she was more into uh, yeah, folk and uh, active she wasn't apathetic she was incredibly hard working she was a big worker and she did a lot of stuff in the jazz world she played a lot of musicians very talented very active um yeah so she was trying to shed this image of being a hippie um when she was making the album blue and she wanted to sort of show her true self um and if she was going to get this kind of uh, rapturous attention, she felt that the reasons should be free of uh, artifice. Art artifice. She didn't want to be artificial. She didn't want to be um, phony or putting on some, some image act thing that isn't genuine. She's, if she was going to make it, she was going to make it and she was going to be herself, her true self. Um, and she says today that at that point of my life, I had no personal defences, so there's hardly a dishonest note in the vocals. And I think that dishonesty in the album Blue is what makes it such a special album, because you can really feel the all... You feel as though she's speaking directly to you through her words and her poetry, and I think anyone who's listened to any of her music or looked at any of her paintings, you feel a great intimate relationship or connection with her. Um, and I think that's why her fans are so devoted, because they feel as though they have such a such a special relationship with her personally and her songs um they just speak directly to the soul completely so we're slowly reaching towards the end of the show but let's play another Joni Mitchell song as she is of course the theme of today's episode hmm how about how about for the roses here we go Joni Mitchell for the roses another beautiful song of hers here we go. Heard it in the wind last night, sounded like applause. Did you get around resounding for you way up here? Seems like many dim years ago. Since I heard that face to face Or seen you face to face Though tonight I can feel you here I get these notes on butterflies And lilac sprays from girls Who just have to tell me They saw you Some office, it's a poet, and he 
trembles as he sings, and he has some guy to circulate his soul around. On your mark, red ribbon runner, the caressing rev of motors finely tuned like fancy women in thirties evening gowns. Up the charts, off to the airport, your name's in the news. Everything's first class. The lights go down and it's just you up there, getting them to feel like that. Remember the days when you used to sit and make up your tunes for love and pour your simple sorrow to the sound all in your need. And now you're seen on giant screens. Parties for the press and for people who have slices of you from the company. They toss around your latest golden age. Speculation, well, who's to know if the next one in the nest will bloom for them soon? I guess I seem ungrateful. Teeth sunk in the hand that brings me things I really can't give up just yet. Now I sit up here, the critic, and they introduce some band, but they seem so much confetti looking at 'em on my TV set. Oh, the power and the glory, just when you're getting a taste for worship, they start bringing out the hat. Summer, no more shiny hot nights. It was just the arbutus rustling, and the bumping of the logs, and the moon swept down black water like an empty spotlight. And that was for the roses by again Joni Mitchell, who has been the theme of this week's episode of sound and vision with me as we go on and we are nearing the end of the show and if you have been listening i am well, thank you so much for listening um i am glad to to speak a little bit about art and music to fellow art enthusiasts or just people who have stumbled across you know hope hope you've learned a few things about Joni mitchell or, or if you've never heard of her i'm i feel privileged to have shown shown her to you she's an incredible musician and in fact painter as well which is very rarely uh, spoken about but that has been the theme of today talking about her painting and in in particular her painting elixir moonrise from 1979 which is a gorgeous painting life-size painting on canvas which depicts a relationship a close relationship or a sense of closeness and also a relationship with the the natural world and i highly recommend going on google and checking it out and having a look um, there's a beautiful, fabulously organised website online which I got a lot of my uh, research from which um, displays all of the paintings that Joni Mitchell has done along with commentary and also biography uh, facts and she talks about her own artwork very eloquently and she, I think she speaks about um, each of her paintings very eloquently and it's all been published online very nicely. Um, unfortunately her music's been taken off Spotify. She's alive and she's a little bit petty so she's taken it off, you know, to... Uh, against the sort of capitalism and blah 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 but uh, that's a shame I think it's a shame because it means people aren't um, being able to to learn and and explore her stuff but um, if you go on YouTube all her albums are there so I do recommend uh, going on YouTube for sure but um, yeah this week we have been talking about Joni Mitchell and this is uh, the song we just played for the roses here is a a little uh, um, stanza from the the lyrics Uh, here we go I am a woman of heart and mind, with time on her hands, no child to raise. You come to me like a little boy, and I give you my scorn and my praise. You think I'm like your mother, or another lover, or your sister, or the queen of your dreams, or just another silly girl, when love makes a fool of me. 
and a lot of her songs are about love she is a, a diehard romantic and she talks a lot about falling in love very quickly and just dreaming and uh, dreaming about different relationships and love and um strung up on another man so to quote california her song you know it's uh I think that that's another reason her songs are so are so dear because they really do feel very romantic and very genuine. But yes, her music, um, her her painting uh, principles apply to her music, and she is a painter first before becoming a musician second. Um, her music is very much like a fluid architecture. It's very constructed and very artistic in its uh, in the way it's been composed. And um, yeah, this has been a very fun show. But I really do need to leave you now. It is one minute to three. But I want to finish off with one song, which I think is particularly gorgeous, called Baron Grill. And this is from her For the Roses album, Joni Mitchell. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Esby Goran with Sound and Vision. And I look forward to speaking to you and having a little chat about art next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Three waitresses all wearing black diamond earrings Talking about zombies and Singapore slings No trouble in their faces, not one anxious voice None of the crazy you get from too much choice The thumb and the satchel are the rented Something by the second we feel. You think she's enlightened as she totals your bill. You say, Show me the way to bar and grill. Well, some say it's in service, they say humble makes pure. You're hoping it's near folly, cause you're headed that way for sure. So crazy Are her minds on her boyfriend And it's over easy It's just a trick on you Her mirror's in your will So you ask the truck driver On the way to the deal But he's just a slave